0: you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to be doing the second podcast about kitchens, the styling, those last layers, and how to make your existing kitchen way more exciting than Mm. it currently is.
1: Yes, we all need that. Yes. I find that even if we've just done a family room for somebody, they're still like, can you just fluff and tickle the kitchen? Mm -hmm. Because it just kind of feels a little bit, I don't know, stayed. It's just time for like a fresh new top layer. (laughs) Forgotten. (laughs) Forgotten. The forgotten kitchen. That's the name of today's episode. The Forgotten Kitchen. Um, Yeah, Uh, so we're going to be talking about sort of finishes and styling. First, let's hit up, what are a few easy updates for your existing kitchen?
0: Okay, if you're not...
1: If it's just a little tired and you're Mm -hmm. like, I kind of quit seeing you because I'm so used to seeing you the way that you are, how do we put sort of a fresh new lens on... The existing kitchen.
0: Uh, spark up the love life in the kitchen. Yes. Spark it up. Juice some, it up. <laughs> put a Hallmark movie on. I know. Light a candle and get some new hardware. <laughs> yeah. Truly, though, getting hardware yeah, <laughs> truly. should be at the top of the list. I think our, your hardware is an easy thing to do. It's obviously not going to break the bank, but will give you something exciting like, to actually know, interact with. Do you know what we're talking about by hardware? Raging we're hands. not
1: talking about <laughs> new doorknobs and hinges for your doors. Um, no. We're talking about for your cabinetry drawers and doors, you know, the little knobs or the poles that you have on it. Take a look at them. Maybe you're in your kitchen right now. Take a look at them. Do they feel tired or dated in any way? It's just kind of like when you get new shoes, how, you know, the rounded toe has gone out and now the pointy toe is in. Or it's just those little tiny updates that are going to make you look a little bit more current. And replacing hardware is way easier than getting a new kitchen. So maybe take a look at your hardware and see if, if maybe you could do something that's a little bit more current. I yeah, know. what
0: if the spread is different though? Like on like the hardware you want or like, do are, are you, yeah. you only look for the same spread? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's a really good yeah. question, Corey. I think the easy answer is go for the same spread. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, if you have a pull, which means it has two... Um, drill holes in your cabinet door or drawer right now, and it's got kind of a long bar. That's called a pull. A knob is just one screw hole. So obviously the knob is gonna be a super easy thing to replace. If you have poles, you're gonna want to open your drawer, look at the inside of it and see where those screws are and then measure the distance of the screw heads. And that is gonna be your spread that Corey's talking about. So the easiest thing to do is just stay with the existing screw holes that you have, because then you can just do it yourself. If you want to go the smaller one, you're going to have holes, which means you have to putty them and fill them. And Try and match it. Yeah, it's, it's just too hard. Yeah. yeah, unless you're like, you know what? I was going to paint my kitchen anyway. I'm going to get the hardware of my dreams. And um, then you can obviously go with a different spread on your hardware. Hopefully, though, you have knobs. And then that's a really easy update. Yeah. Let's talk about a little bit like what do we think the current pointy toe boot is
0: for the kitchen or the hardware, for the hardware. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of kitchens that we're doing right now, again, it depends on the style of the kitchen. If you are more traditional, we're going to do something that feels like it could last forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And the finish, like we're going to look at the finish on your cabinetry. If it's painted, then we could maybe go with kind of a unlacquered a brass or lacquered mm-hmm. brass finish. Like, on a painted or if it's stained, we might go with something that you'll actually see against that wood, like a polished nickel. And so look at what finish you currently have on your kitchen and then think about what finish would like look the best on that. What jewelry would look the best on your skin tone, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we're thinking about. Yeah,
1: beautiful. I think that if you currently have bronze hardware or like a black hardware, Mm -hmm. that might be the rounded toe that we're talking about. It might be time to take that off Mm And then go with maybe a brass or a polished nickel. Mm -hmm. The difference between polished nickel and um, brushed nickel, the brushed nickel is going to look a little bit more like a starter home my opinion the polished nickel is going to have that sheen and you're going to be able to really see the finish and it's not hidden by um, all of the scuff marks that the brushed nickel gives it mm-hmm. that is definitely a more casual look yes it's more forgiving because it doesn't fingerprint but that polish is just going to be really really sophisticated and a little bit deeper mm-hmm. too it's not so tinny looking it
0: looks really
1: sophisticated and warmer than chrome but talk about chrome sue
0: Chrome is the least expensive metal, Mm -hmm. um, and it's a cooler. It's a really cold silver. Um, A nickel is a warmer silver, and so we always tend to go towards the nickel because we like that warmth, and it feels more expensive. It feels heavier even in my hand. I don't know if it's psychological, but we always go with nickel, and that's in anything that we're we're going for that silver look – We'll always go for the polished nickel and that's in your kitchen faucets. Yeah. That's going to be in your hardware if that's the direction we want to go. And so Chrome is just, if you're trying to like get the look without spending a lot of money, Chrome's definitely going to be the least expensive, Mm -hmm. but our preference, if you have the choice and you can afford the choice, go nickel. Yeah, polished That's nickel. Polished
1: nickel, yes. I'm yeah. um, speaking of polished
0: nickels. I think that an an easy
1: thing to maybe update as well, not as easy as hardware would be the faucet, the mm. kitchen faucet, yeah. because maybe the house just came with something that is a little bit standard looking and today I think the really high arching, tall, beautiful faucets. Goosenecks. Yeah, goosenecks that have the pull-out handles, there's more um, I don't know. There's just more beautiful decorative shapes that make them feel like they've existed in in a time before this. There's history to them. And it really elevates the look of the kitchen. That really high line is so pretty. And it connects almost in a beautiful visual way with the pendants hanging above it. So if you have a shorter faucet, consider even getting kind of splurging on a a beautiful big tall one. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot, this is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us. When we started sleeping on Cozy Earth, you can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your your, um, hand. It's like slippery dolphin, like your feet swishing around is so, so Addictive. I can't sleep with anything but Cozy Earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, Also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort. With Cozy Earth, I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care, your sleep health, if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is Dear Alice for an exclusive 35% off.
0: Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing, too, to think about, because you'll see ones that have, like, a bridge, and it has a cold water and a hot water separate mm-hmm. on them to consider just, like, the single hole. Or something so that, again, when you have sticky, doughy hands and you're cooking, you can just quickly, like, turn it on with one hand Mm -hmm. and not have to fiddle with getting the right temperature or anything like that. So that's just, like, a functional little tidbit.
1: Yeah. But do pay attention if you're—you want to look at where your faucet's drilled in your countertops. Mm -hmm. If you're not planning on replacing countertops, you want to make sure if you do have the spread, you're going to have three holes in your countertops. And so you're going to want to still get a spread— or you're going to want to fill those holes with something else. Like today, you can fill one with a really beautiful dish soap pump. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could fill it with an instant hot water or a re- reverse osmosis, cold water. Mm-hmm. They have lots of ways that you could fill those holes with other taps. So pay attention to what will be happening if you take away what's existing.
0: And yes. most of the time when you buy like a new faucet, it comes with a plate to maybe even cover the old holes. Oh, yeah, that's holes. true. Or, or if it doesn't, you know what I mean, buy the plate of the mm-hmm. same finish that you, you just purchased. So that's yeah. also yes. another way. Yeah, that's great. Other easy updates on the kitchen. This again, isn't the easiest, but I think it will pay you back is lighting. Yes. I think the lighting in your kitchen, again, you talked about the relationship of having that big gooseneck faucet and then relating to, you know, the drop down pendants over your island. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a quick way without replacing all your cabinetry and your countertops that you can get a really fly look and an eye level distraction mm-hmm. if you're trying to hide something that you're not loving. Yes, in the background.
1: Let's talk about pendants for a minute. I think one of the things that is really like again the pointy boot um, of right now, what are we loving? It's always going to be a larger pendant. Yes, it's probably bigger than what you have currently. It used to be that these little small pendants were very underscaled for kitchens, and today. We're doing really robust, big twenty inch round type things. I like a non-directional shape, like a round for a pendant. And, i don't yeah. I'm not really into a square or um, a rectangle or something really linear for the most part. Again, we can break the rules. Um, but for the average person, um you're probably going to want to, stay with where your electrical currently hits unless you want to do patching and painting on your ceiling. So look at the spread up there. Look at how much room you have in between pendants and then consider um really filling up that space with something generous. Yeah and
0: I love that you said non-directional and that round anytime we can we're always going to throw in some round shape just to soften things. Mm-hmm. Again with your cabinetry, those are all on the square. Everything's a grid, everything's sharp and angled. But anytime we can and that's a beautiful spot to do it is lighting mm-hmm. and in your hardware and these like little details is to soften the space and add that circular motion happening.
1: Yeah, I love that. I know on my hardware, I have sort of an irregular egg shape mm-hmm. um, well, knob on mine and it feels like it was handmade by an artist of some sort. So even holding it, my hand feels very organic and um, it's not like touching yet another square hard object. So I, I agree with softening up the lines in the kitchen with round shapes.
0: Yeah. And if you're not sure, instead of buying, you know, 30 knobs, if you're not sure about that, order like one in a several yeah. and then see how they feel, see what the weight of it feels like, the finish. If there's pitting, I think we're always going to be drawn to something mm-hmm. that, again, looks like an artist made it. So it's a little bit irregular. There's pitting in it, sandblasted. Mm-hmm. those types of things. So, Super anyway, pretty. So if you ordering want lots of different ones,
1: inspiration, I would say go to Rocky Mountain Hardware and take a look at their knobs.
0: God damn. Yeah. Those are
1: all <laughs> Yeah, those are all so good. handmade and um they're, you know, to the tune of almost a $100 a knob, but I just think nobody does it better than them. There's other people like Ashley Norton where you can get a similar look for less money. And then you could go to if you want something more
0: affordable, sort of everyday pricing, I think. Um M Tech, yeah. And they're even doing some sandblasting. I feel oh, like good. everybody kind of took the note that Rocky Mountain's doing. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're doing a line of some sandblasted. So anyway, order several that are within your price point and just sort of really feel them before you order your full quantities. Yeah. And a lot of advice. people, I mean, if you're really fun and funky, like going anthropology, a lot of ladies love that. And so we'll look through there. Remember how we talked about appliance shopping on the last episode? If you go into
1: an appliance shop, most of them have galleries of hardware. So you can go there and just hold them in your hand, feel them, really understand the color, the undertone, the characteristics um, of them if you really want to take out the guesswork you could have um your handyman or you yourself could take one of your cabinet doors off Mm -hmm. the hinges or one of your cupboard doors or one of your drawers off and take that with you and then you could really put the, the hardware just set it right on top and and get a good feel for it that way too yeah
0: Another thing that I just thought of that, again, if you're not wanting to replace your cabinetry or your countertops, but you want an update, a lot of people, a standard kitchen, you might have like a four inch backsplash that's standard that comes with your build of your countertop running up four inches on your wall plane, creating a little tiny backsplash. I think one thing that we've done in some remodels that, again, they're not trying to go crazy is just cut that out, Mm -hmm. saw that off and then do a backsplash that goes from the countertop surface to where your upper cabinets start. And then often we'll go all the way up to the ceiling if there's no break with mm-hmm. upper cabinets. And if the ceiling heights aren't too high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Anyway, so think about backsplashes. Um, mm-hmm. And especially a lot of times for new kitchens, we'll take the countertop and wrap it up as the backsplash. But if you're not replacing your countertops, then go to your yeah, local tile store and see what's inspiring to you again, something that feels artisan instead of just like a plain white subway. We'll usually go to something that has some undulation and glazing, pooling on the edges. And you can find there's a lot of really, really great ones that they're introducing right now in interesting colors um, that have that artist artistry to them. So- mm-hmm. Anyway, backsplash is a great thing to be inspired by and could be a really fast update. Yes, I totally agree. I love that. And filling the whole wall with it yes. instead of
1: just a few inches with it will make it look really, really grand and space expanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great trick. Um, should we talk about mixing metals?
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, well,
1: let's talk is, about mixing I metals. I feel like we talked to so many people about this. It's scary.
0: They don't necessarily know the rules of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's get into it. We talked about polished nickel and I think when you're looking at like your faucets and anything utility in your kitchen, we'll 99% of the time we usually just do polished nickel just because it feels like it'll, it'll won't go out of style Mm -hmm. because it's always been around. Mm -hmm. It's not a new trick. We'll rarely do like a gold faucet unless maybe like there's one in a powder room or something. And it's just like that one-off situation, but we usually will use polished nickel for all of our, just our utility, the pot filler the Mm -hmm. kitchen faucet, anything like that will be in polished nickel. Appliances. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And then so
1: by utility, Sue means anything that's going to be used, that's useful, Mm -hmm. um, that really makes the, it's the nuts and bolts of the kitchen that will sort of always be there in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then more the decorative things
0: is where we start to mix in the metals. Yeah. Like the hardware. I mean, if you really like, again, symmetry and things to just like, everything in its place and you're not really funky or anything then you might be a polished nickel knob too mm-hmm. and hardware but a lot of times like that is an opportunity if you wanted to do something silly I mean you can go with like that you know that lacquered brass mm-hmm. is it lacquered unlacquered Unlacquered thank you yeah don't want to sound like a fool anyway unlacquered brass on like the hardware or you know just something that'll be a little more contrasting and decorative that's yeah. a great spot to do it yeah by contrasting
1: hardware. I think Um, just complementing what you're doing. So like Sue mentioned earlier, if you've got like a wood, if you've got a stain grade kitchen, then doing gold on a stain grade for the most part is too warm Mm -hmm. because your wood is obviously kicking off some warmth. So you're going to want to complement that by doing the opposite of warm, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to do the polished nickel there. Yeah, but if you have a white kitchen, which I would say most of the work we do today, most people ask for a white kitchen. Mm-hmm. So the complement to something cool and white would be putting the unlacquered brass knob mm-hmm. on it or something warmer. Yeah. So I think, I think using um, brass in that way is beautiful. And then we can, again, kick it up in the pendants. That's another decorative fixture um, that we can get a way to mix the metals in. Um, sometimes your bar stools might have like a brass cap
0: on the foot or something like that. A little kick bar or something where you hook your heels into.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I think that's another decorative little fixture that, that could happen. Um, and then on your range hood, which is kind of like the big money piece Mm -hmm. in there, that's a really great place to use both metals at once. Maybe you've got a stainless hood with brass straps on it and that sort of pulls it all together. Yeah. So if you sort of separate them into camps, it becomes less confusing. Like, is this decorative, like the lighting or the knobs, or is it a utility or a utilitarian thing, like a dishwasher or something like that, that is only comes in stainless. It's really your only option other than if you do panel front. Right. Mm-hmm. Then um, it should look like an appliance that yeah. should be silver. And don't make that. Don't let that make you nervous that. You're like I'm only using brass, and my appliances only come in silver. That's fine. Mm. Yeah, they're not decorative. They're they're like utilitarian, like like a culinary kitchen.
0: And then when you start to add in all the layers, and we'll talk here about styling in a second, but it will help blend all those metals too. If, yes. If you're scared about it, consider all the other layers that you're going to have in there. You're going to have a kitchen runner. You're going to have, you know, a piece of artwork maybe like leaning on that top shelf with bottles of Pellegrino stacked in front of it. Mm-hmm. There will be other things happening to distract the eye and kind of blend all these finishes together. So don't be afraid. There's lots of ways to blend them yes. and make them look really on purpose. Yeah. And very fashionable.
1: Totally. Let's do answer that question. Mm-hmm. At Anna Barnes 23 asked, can you please share kitchen styling tips, island counters, shelves, etc.? What are some of the kitchen essentials we bring with us when we're going to style a kitchen?
0: OK. Well, if you have open shelving, mm-hmm. uh, what we'll ask our clients usually is, do you have dishes already? Do you have white dishes? Do you have really beautiful tumblers? Like, what are you currently using? Because again, like you said, um, in episode one on kitchens, we talked about just that being very utility and just all of our everyday things looking beautiful, Mm -hmm. which is really fun to kind of get rid of the old stuff and kind of reinvent your everyday kitchenware and just use beautiful things. Use your silver, use those beautiful things that you've had in your china hutch, you know, find spots for those in your kitchen. So we'll see what the client has. I think Mm -hmm. as an inventory start. And then we'll kind of fill in from there. For your kitchen island, um, that's always a spot that's usually a larger surface. Um, We might have a sink happening there. But we love bringing like those big cutting boards. Mm -hmm. We sell a lot and we curate these collections when we go to market of really beautiful, authentic cutting boards that still have like flour on them from... Mm -hmm. Hundred years ago, you know, yeah. and it's just such a beautiful foundation. The edges foundation. are worn off. Uh-huh. Such a great foundation to set, like a faux, a really good faux floral. Yeah. You know, or a ginger jar that you're going to cut off your branches outside for seasonal decoration and throw them in there. I think we'll always try and get green. Yes. Some type of greenery. I was going to say, space.
1: yeah. One of my favorites for um, photo shoots and whatnot—that's e- really easy to work with—is if you just go to your florist and ask for a bunch of seeded eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's not necessarily the eucalyptus that you're thinking of with the round quarter sized leaves. Um, it is like a a longer leaf and it has these little seed pods on it. And it looks really fantastic in smaller ginger jars, in a vase, in whatever. And then you're not so, um, formal as to have a lot of blooms. Now, if you're really feminine, you're going to want some blooms. Um, and so you could talk to your florist about what that is. If you're expecting company, that's the greatest luxury is a real floral. Um, but the seeded eucalyptus can just live forever. And even if you forget to water it and it dries up, it still looks incredible. So that's a super easy tip. That's not expensive and um, eat a no fail. And I think um, equal parts, masculine and feminine, it's not overly flowery. And then like Sue said, cutting down your own branches, or maybe you have a clipping garden, you know, maybe you have dahlias outside and you clip them and bring them in, or you're sawing some of your fall branches off your trees. And plopping those in a big vase, it's so much fun. Or cherry blossoms in the spring are great. So definitely some sort of um, heroic floral, I think, or branch or organic. Again, we're getting those soft lines in the kitchen because everything's a rectangle. Yeah. So something like that prominent on the island top is, is
0: always a hero for us. Yep. I keep snips in my trunk usually. Oh. And so that way if I'm in a canyon or somewhere and I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. Hopefully it's like legal. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, go cut some branches. I don't think Mother Nature cares. No, no. yeah, she's very. She's really glad that you're appreciating her beautiful work. I think so too. She's such a gracious gal. So gracious. Anyway, so keep some in your trunk, and that way you can always be prepared for a party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So breadboards, um, bowls.
1: We love big serving bowls, and again, it's that soft round shape. Those are beautiful stacked on floating shelves. You can even have a bowl um, next to your your big flower arrangement, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's ready to receive anything. So if you want to fill it with pistachios before the guests come, if you want to put some sort of candy or if you want to put a salad in it or whatever, I think just like a big, beautiful bowl always looks good
0: to a flower arrangement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the seasonal fruit, like if it's pomegranates or citrus. Artichokes. um, Obviously green apples, you see that a lot. Whatever's in stock that just... Looks beautiful. And I think like tells the story of the season. I think that's really complimentary.
1: I love that. love that. And then usually with those two
0: larger things, the big flower arrangement, the bowl will
1: probably put a candle Mm -hmm. um, to light. There's just something magical about having a little fire next to that floral arrangement that really just brings them the whole scene to life. That spark back to the kitchen. Yeah. And again, seasonal, like you can be burning your holiday scent right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's great. We'll bring a utensil holder usually with us. Yes. Um, Sometimes they don't have a beautiful one. They might just have like a stainless steel, Mm -hmm. like cylinder type of a holder. That came with it probably. Totally. And And you kind of quit seeing things. Like if you made this decision, you know, 15 years ago when you bought it, you're just like, oh yeah, that's the utensil holder. So maybe up leveling on that. Maybe you get a marble one. Maybe you get one that's like, handmade looking from an artist but a ceramic pickle jar those small ones are always beautiful something yeah, like that yeah lovely and you maybe even take inventory of your utensils and decide to put the ugly plastic ones in a drawer and only put your beautiful ones in the in the holder i know there's like really lovely wooden spoons carved from olive wood mm-hmm. that look great so we usually take an edit to their utensil holder before a photo shoot mm-hmm and just put all those old
0: plastic ones in a drawer. Yeah, anything bright colored. I think that's one thing that we look at when we're doing styling, is that if your eye stops at it, take it away. Yeah, Like if it's not something that lets your eye continue to go around the space, Mm -hmm. then it's too much, it's too bright and can be put in a drawer. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Um, Beautiful um, cookbooks. Mm,
1: We usually have a few of those, especially floating shelves. Your eye needs something to read to at the back or just even the organization of a couple great spines on an open shelf looks great. It looks utilitarian. Um, you might even have like a beautiful easel in the kitchen where you open the cookbook up to a really beautiful photography of food mm-hmm. um, near the stove. Um, that's nice. They're fun to look at.
0: Yeah. I love, even though like so often we're getting our recipes on Pinterest online, um, just, you know, clipping from our mom's mom's favorite cookbook. They're so fun to look at. It's so energizing to look at pictures of beautiful food and beautiful photography. So, mm-hmm. Go and like, we have a lot of great ones here at the store, um, but go and see which ones are inspiring to you and kind of to like, if you spent, you know, years of your life in Spain, get one on Spain or, you know, again, it kind of tells your story. So yeah, food is very emotional and seeing imagery of it is beautiful. Yeah. love it. Yeah, Totally. Um,
1: I think tall salt and pepper grinders are something that I'm always wanting when I'm styling. You want the height of something sort of tall and sculptural. Mm -hmm. We'll usually use that on the center of a table um, along with some other things, but the height of something tall and skinny, it's kind of like getting a candlestick on the table in some way and it's useful. It's
0: so, functional. Yeah. yeah.
1: We always want things to be believable when you're looking at it. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so maybe take a look at your salt and pepper grinders and see
0: if you can do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun one. And a quick easy update. Um I think by the sink, we usually have like a little ring tray or something, you know, there you take off your jewelry. You put it in that before you wash your hands or start a load of dishes. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll usually have a ring tray and we'll usually have some type of slab or something to set your actual soap, your hand soap and a lotion or your dish soap, whatever near the kitchen sink as well. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, I love that. Um, I have a favorite soap right now. We're selling it in the store. You guys need to look it up if you don't live locally and can't come in. It's called Tatine, T-A-T-I-N-E. It's a pine orange bitters and it's a dish soap in a black or not a dish soap, a hand soap in a black glass bottle I think that by the sink looks beautiful. And then just get some beautiful hand towels too to sort of put over the dishwasher handle or the handle of the stove. Um, That's one last little update that you could give yourself when you're styling in the kitchen. Anyway, hopefully this is helpful. Good luck as you guys are making these updates, whether it be just before guests come into town or maybe you're just ready for something new in the new year. But pay attention to the little things because they're the easiest things to update. And I think that it's a really great way to start a new year.